I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. This is Jeff. We're going to pick up part two of our stress and security conference. We are again going to ask a series of reflective questions focused on how we struggle, given our type, and how we solve problems. These lay a foundation for thinking about stress, thinking about security, and next week we're going to blow all of this open and begin talking through the layers of the Enneagram. As we noted before, we have a new podcast feed. If you are new or if you want to share the Enneagram with loved ones, colleagues, we've designed something special that can be shareable. It's called Start Here. It is an Enneagram podcast. It's green and white with the Around the Circle logo and easy to find. It's on every podcasting platform on earth, I believe. If, uh, if you're interested in dialoguing with us and 20 or so other folks online about Enneagram, we continue to have monthly Zoom events at aroundthecircle.org, aroundthecircle.org. Uh, just go to events and you'll find some links to get you signed up. And that's it. So we're going to kick this sucker off. Let's, uh, let's get rolling. My wife and I bought a house uh, 15 years ago or so. The folks that we moved in next to, master gardeners. Went over to introduce myself. Hi, my name's Jeff. I'm the young kid that bought the house next to you. They were an older couple. First thing they did is they said, come here. Uh, Nancy was the name of my, my neighbor. First thing she did is showed me her worms. She was incredibly proud of her worms. She had this three-stage composting process. It begins here, it goes here, and then the worms take over. We got right? worms. That's <laughs> exactly what it felt like. We watched Dumb and Dumber. It was, it was a delight. And there home was beautiful. They ended up retiring. He, uh, they sold the house, and they sold the house to a single woman and her two adult sons. Enjoyable folks, good intentioned. They are not master gardeners. They are more the cat collecting, sell meth out of your garage sort of folks. <laughs> it took less than a year for the weeds to begin, for the flowers to shrivel. They, I kid you not, have lost six trees uh, since, since they moved in, right, from either dehydration or disease. Trees. How do you lose a tree? <laughs> How do you lose a tree? <laughs> they were feeding it meth. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's not what plants crave. <laughs> Lack of attention. Just sabotage this property. Uh, one writer who I like, uh, talking about artists, says this, nothing's as luxurious or transitory as a fine garden, at once bursting with life, and yet without careful and constant tending, over time destined to disappear. And he was talking about like the, the, the ancient gardens, like the gardens of Babylon and such, and he says many of these ancient gardens that were just renowned, were known all over the world, they're all, they're all gone. Right? It's because gardens are these transitory things. And here's the thing, your heart is a garden. It needs constant cultivation. It needs constant attention. Your investing in your inner life is never a mistake because it's who you are. Part of the art of happiness is taking hold of and dealing with and making your insides alive 
with skill, and with wisdom. And what the Enneagram ends up showing is where our type needs the most help. So it's a tool for that sort of thing, like cutting out all the dead stuff, pruning, making alive the things that really need to flourish. So here's the thing. If today works, what's going to happen is we're going to just elevate some fairly moderate level understandings of our type. I'm assuming you came to something like this. Uh, I assume that you know your type, you know some of the basics, and that's kind of where we're jumping off. So we're, we're going to go to middle level in, in some expert stuff, and so if you're into that sort of conversation, that's what we're doing. If, if you're fresh to the Enneagram, I'm thrilled that you're here. Here's the best thing you can do is listen for yourself. Listen for your tendencies. Find the things that scream out, that's how I struggle, or that's how I see the world. And write those down, internalize them, associate them with some of the numbers that we're going to be talking about. That's the best way to, to go. And then if you're still lost, come talk to us afterward. We'll help. We'll try to help. Actually, if today works, what's going to end up happening is you're going to have lots of conversations with the people around you, and we will be available during those times. So I want you to ask yourself six questions, and this is just where we're going to start. You're, you're going to turn these in for an assignment. This is a, going to be graded, and we'll go in your transcript forever, so be prepared. No. We're going to read everyone's grades <laughs> live on the podcast, so do well on this. Everyone will know. <laughs> I would love for you to think about these, these six questions. Take time to kind of, again, one of the things about internal work is it can feel kind of strange. It's like you're taking your eyeballs and you're turning them inward. But that's a huge part of how Enneagram works. So I would love for you to invite you to turn your perspective inward and to begin to ask yourself and to think about what's going on inside of yourself. So, um, so these are the six questions. Where in your life do you feel most strong and stable? What locations cause you the most stress? What relationships bring you the most life and joy? Which relationships are hardest on you? What future issues cause you anxiety? What upcoming events are you most excited about? These are the questions on the, <laughs> the table. It's been like 10 minutes, maybe just getting, getting your handle on these. You can continue going. I'm going to just kind of talk over this for a second. One of the things that some of you will have noticed is that uh, the first set of questions on the left are kind of about your body, about where, how your body physically engages the spaces around you, locations. Um, it's, fo it's focused on strength and weakness. Second one, not so much. It's not about spaces. It's about relationships. It's about your heart. It's about how you engage other human beings um, and sometimes it's about how things have gone in the past. And it's just worth noting this. That a lot of times when we think about relationships, it's about our past self. Last one ends up being about the future. Um, but it's a mental activity of I'm thinking about what's, what's ahead, um, what's upcoming. And it's worth noting that all of us engage the world in these ways, physically, relationally, and with our minds. I would love for you to have that in your, in your hands and some of you will be familiar with that kind of idea of our head, our heart, and our gut. And it'll also be noticeable that some of these questions didn't really have, didn't really spark anything. Like the, the future stuff. I'm not thinking about the future. So I have no answers for those questions. I have a lot to say about space. Uh, I have some stuff to say about the relationships. But 
those future questions. I, I don't have good answers there. And that's okay if you felt like that. You're like, eh, I don't care about relationships. So this isn't something that I have good answers for. I'm just going to answer it because I'm supposed to, but I don't actually care. That's fine. Okay, that probably needs some work, but it's okay to notice that that's real. It's an excellent observation. In 2021, I got the COVID, laid me up hard for a week, and then I got better. Last year, my wife got COVID. She didn't experience much at all, but after COVID, she did, and she has been suffering through long COVID for many, 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 many months. Same disease. To like yesterday, right? Yeah, I mean, she felt better yesterday. <laughs> Same disease, very different experiences, causing very different reactions. We are different people, and we had different experiences of the disease. I love going to movies. I especially like movies when the theater is full, when you feel the energy, it's opening night, it's probably kind of loud, and I'm going to have a ball in that setting. If I took my oldest child to a, to a space like that, it would be torture. They hate being around other people. They do not like loud noises. Exact same stimuli, ex exact same spaces, very different experiences. And that's how many of us are. Like we all experience this world, the world that we're in presently. And yet, because you're different from me and I'm different from you, we experience the world in very, very different ways and it's worth naming those things. It's especially worth naming, and what Enneagram does quite well, naming the places that are really hard for you, really make you struggle, where other people just blow through that stoplight, right? You are stuck at that spot. For example, ones, those of you who are type ones, may struggle with losing control, becoming irrational. Like, those are on your minds. These are places you want to avoid. You do not want to be condemned for being wrong. Um, those in our lives who are not holding up themselves to the high standards that we all know, you know, the, and we all should strive for, this is going to bug us quite a bit. Very different types of struggles from other types. For those of us who are twos, we're going to struggle with very different things. They're going to be more relational struggles. The, the feelings that were unwanted or unloved are really going to be hard on us. So twos are going to um, struggle with attachment to feeling victimized. And I can just sit with us. Um, twos can struggle with feelings of rage, resentment towards other people. Other types may, may, have, may have no clue what that even feels like, but the twos will. The twos will be immediately evident, and they could probably talk about it for, for a while. And it's also going to be really interesting as, as we're going through this to think about, like, ones, those in our lives not holding themselves to higher standards, are thinking, why doesn't everyone else have this standard? Why isn't everyone else thinking this way? And twos, looking at this sort of rage, the, the resentment that they feel, the, the victimization, theirs is, a, a lot of times, theirs is going to be more about, I'm the only one who feels this way. I'm, there's something wrong with me that makes me feel this kind of way toward other people. And uh, like, there's a lot of the stuff that's going to go inward and outward for the different types. And so as we think about this for ourselves, what, what places within the, these kinds of lists, these kinds of struggles, do you think, why doesn't everyone think that way? It's because there's nine different types. And when you're thinking, I'm the only one in the whole world who feels this way, there's 
you know, there's at least some other people who see the world the same way you do. To piggyback on that, we're all, there's a much longer list, I'm sure, for all the types, but here are some examples. And as we hit your type, it's worth writing down perhaps words that pop for you because I want to discuss these. Um, threes. Threes may struggle with fear that they're going to fail and be humiliated. So threes inside are, may struggle with an inability to escape their hostile feelings towards others. Threes may struggle with knowing and concealing their mistakes and limitations. Again, it's the case, that doesn't really hit me. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get that, but that may really ping for some threes. One of the illustrations that has hit me over and over again is right now, you don't know if I'm experiencing severe pain. You could look at me, you might check out maybe my posture, am I lurching to one side or something, but it might be the case that like I'm wrestling with devastation inside and you can't see it. So too, you walked into this room and we're room this side, I'm sure somebody here is really hurting today, right? But we may not know it and that's how our inner life ends up working. It's so clear to us when we're hurting and when we're succeeding, but oftentimes you can't, can't even see it, struggles work that way. Uh, fours. Uh, fours may struggle with turning anger and aggression against themselves, having that posture, feelings of self-hatred and contempt, feelings that they're stuck in some hopeless or despairing situation. Again, very internal, as TJ was mentioning. Fives. Fives may struggle with their minds spinning with dark, destructive fantasies or isolating themselves, rejecting others, um, believing the, the world around them is dangerous, and that these are meditations, places their minds are at. Sixes, struggling with fear of being left alone and abandoned or meditating on self-defeating, self-punishing thoughts. Or they struggle with taking out their fears and anxieties on others. Again, you begin to see the kaleidoscopic nature of the struggles that we end up having. Everybody's different, but when you hit, hopefully it's the case if this works, when it hits your number, you're like, ah, that's it, I feel that. Sevens. <clears throat> Sevens choose, uh, may struggle with choosing reckless and destructive impulses, or suddenly finding themselves overwhelmed by anxiety or exhaustion because they've been running and running and running from pain, from the consequences of their actions, etc. Eights, struggling with urge to tear down others, violate their spaces, or believing that vengeance is going to somehow make the world better, free them from pain. Uh, eights can struggle with fears that they're vulnerable and weak. Oftentimes, for many of us who love eights, we never know this, right? But that's what's going on in their inner core. Or nines, who struggle with turning away from anything that's unpleasant or difficult. Like the slideshow not working first thing out the <laughs> gate. I mean, Terrible. that's just theoretically. Or numbing, becoming emotionally unavailable, or ignoring problems until they become overwhelming. You can see these things, these struggles. Um, I would love for, if, if appropriate, you can obviously skip, but if there's language, if there's buzzwords, in this list. I would love for you to, again, we're going to spend like 10 minutes turning to the people around us. What's a buzzword that just kind of hits you, cuts you? Um, like it's a, it's a jolt. It's like, ah, that's, yeah, see that, that, that thing has a, a current. 
spend five, ten minutes on this. We'll keep moving. All right, again, online gatherings at aroundthecircle.org. We do these once a month. You can find our new podcast feed, Start Here. It's an Enneagram podcast. This is uh, our tool for typing and helping folks get into the Enneagram, showing steps they can take, doing, uh, doing the typing thing, and giving them the basics. Music here is by The Collection and the great Brian Claxton. If you appreciate this work, if it brings uh, value to your life, do give us some stars. This has been TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook, and who you aren't just isn't interesting.